We wanted to talk about the Holy Spirit, okay? Um, Holy Spirit, how many of you have heard of Holy Spirit? Believe in Holy Spirit. All right. A lot of times when we, when we think of or hear Holy Spirit, we often think about, oh, you know, he makes me shout, he makes me doubt, you know, I, oh, I feel good on the inside. We think about what he can do for us. We think about um, he empowers us or he moves within us. But how many of you ever think about the person of the Holy Spirit? The person. Holy Spirit is a person, just like the Father, the Son is a person. There's a lot of times that we don't look at Holy Spirit as being a person. We don't, we don't see him as that. We see him as what he can do for us, what he cannot do for us. And so today we want to talk about Holy Spirit, the person of Holy Spirit. He is our trainer. So let's say trainer. Okay. How many of you have ever um, worked out? How many of you ever had a personal trainer to help you work out? I have. Did you stick with the personal trainer? No, you gave up. You're like, this is too hard. And so therefore, we have a personal trainer. Turn to somebody, and I'm, I promise you I'm not going to have you talking to your neighbor all day long. Turn to your neighbor and say you have a personal trainer. It's one thing to have a personal trainer. It's another thing to acknowledge that you have the personal trainer. It's another thing to submit to what the trainer tells you to do. Amen? Amen. So today we are going to talk about our, our personal trainer. He comes up with a workout plan. He comes up with a, a strategic plan that's designed just for me. My plan for me and that the Holy Spirit has for me is not going to be the same as Pastor Roberts. Pastor, and that's, that's a fact. In the natural realm, a, a workout plan for a man is not going to be the same workout plan for a female, for a woman. And so, therefore, my workout plan, don't look at my workout plan and say, well, I'm going to do what she's going to do. No. Uh-uh. The personal trainer has a plan just for you. Just for you. So you have to be willing to recognize what is the personal workout plan? What, is, what does my personal trainer want to show me? What is he trying to get in shape with me? Let's turn to John 16, 7 and 8. John 16, 7 and 8 says, but verily, truly, I tell you, it is for you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate, in other words, the helper, um, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Verse 8, it says, but when he comes, when he comes, it's not a it, it's not a something told me, but it's when he comes, he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. So in other words, the, uh, uh, Jesus left the scene. We just celebrated Resurrection Sunday. And so he said, look, this is the promise that I'm giving you. I am going to send somebody else that is going to be able to work in you and that is going to reprove and is going to show the world of sin. Jesus has left the scene. He's not here anymore. So he says, look, I got to send somebody else that's going to come alongside you and that is going to help you. 
that's going to show the world, look, this is what the father's desire is. This is what is right and this is what is wrong. Um, and like I said, a lot of times we pay more closely to uh, uh, the works of the Holy Spirit rather than looking at the person of the Holy Spirit. It would be just as if I'm always looking at what Pastor Robert can do for me, but never taking time to really develop a relationship with Pastor Robert. So we want to develop a relationship with the person of Holy Spirit, paying more attention to who he is. R.A. Tory stated, before we can understand the work of the Holy Spirit, we must first know the Spirit himself. Amen. Get to know him. A lot of times we are trying to serve, we are trying to live this Christian walk outside of our personal trainer. There's times that we're trying to do things. We're trying to love other people through our own strength. We're, you know, I don't try all I could try. I don't did all I could do. You've done it. So now get out the way and submit yourself to the Holy Spirit. A lot of times when we try to do things in our own strength, we become frustrated. We give up. Have it, we, and I saw the hands. Those who were uh, said they had a personal trainer, you said that you did it for a little while, right? You know, I know I used to work with Miss Kathy, and, and, and man, I tell you what, we started out, we were doing this little CrossFit thing, and I'm, it was not for me. No. It wasn't for me. I did it, and she, I was looking for her to say, well, I'm not going today. I'm like, yes, she's not going, neither am I. I was trying to do it in my own strength because I really wasn't interested in getting in shape. I liked the idea of getting in shape, but the work that it required to get in shape, I didn't want to do it. So the work that it takes to get you in shape spiritually, you like the idea of, yeah, I came to church Sunday morning. Yeah, I'm saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. It sounds good. But the work that it requires, are you willing to put in the work that it requires? Yes. Putting in the work that it requires. So let's look at the Holy Spirit or Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, is, it, it, in Greek, it talks about the parakletos. And it's like what it does, it, it says it comes alongside. He's your intercessor. He's your counselor. Um, and then this, this is where I got the, the topic for this message. It is our personal trainer who helps us in our daily walk. Right. Our personal trainer. I can, I can understand it better when you tell me that, that Holy Spirit is my trainer. If you tell me he comes alongside me, so that means, come here a second, Pastor Robert. So it means that if he comes alongside me, he comes alongside me. At any moment, I can just walk over here and say I'm not going to deal with him. But if he's my personal trainer, then that means that he's going to be at me. Where you at today? What you doing today? You know, you need to do, you, you, need, you need to give me 50 push-ups. You need to, he, if he's my, if I look at him as my personal trainer, it means that he's going to be hounding me. He's going to be nudging me and telling me what I should do. So let's, uh, point number one. We know that Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead. 
Best analogy that I can give you for that is, you want a glass of water? Yeah. You want a glass of water? Here. Okay, you want water, right? But you're not, when you, when you ask for a glass of water or when you think of water, you don't think of water as three parts. You think of it as what? As water. You don't think of it as a liquid state, an ice state. You don't say, oh, give me a vapor. Give me a vapor bottle. Give me a bottle of vapor. No, you say, give me a bottle of water. It's complete. It's whole. Same thing with Holy Spirit. He's part of the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Another thing, and I left that at home, is an egg. When you ask for an egg, you want an egg. You don't say, oh, you know. You don't look at it as a three-part, a, a shell, a yolk, and an egg white. You think of it as a what? An egg. And so that's the way we have to look at Holy Spirit. Don't separate him from the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But look at him as being all-inclusive. And I say him because a lot of times we don't, we say it, something. No, let's start calling him. He has a name. And his name is Holy Spirit. You walk up to me and say, hey, it. I'm going to say, who are you talking to? Addressing him for who he really is, appreciating him and the work that he does. Let's look at Genesis 1 and 26, the first part of it. 1 and 26, it says, then God said, let us make mankind. Who is the us? The us includes the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit was here in the beginning. He didn't just show up on the scene when Jesus died, but he was already part of that Godhead. Let's look at John 15 and 26. John 15 and 26 says, May the, um, when the advocate comes, our helper, Holy Spirit, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. So in other words, Holy Spirit is saying he's our helper. He's coming out. From the Father. He's coming out. Y'all following me? Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. And I'm, I'm, I'm just going to teach today. Y'all ain't going to get a hoop out of me. Is that okay? All right. Let's look at uh, 2 Corinthians 13 and 4. Or was that it? I think I just, uh, yeah, 2 Corinthians 13 and 4. It says, may the grace of the Lord uh, Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Fellowship with the Holy Spirit. We're fellowshipping with the person of Holy Spirit. I want to nail this down to y'all. Let's look at Acts 5, 1 and 4. Acts 5, 1 and 4 says, Now a man named Ananias together with his wife Sapphira also sold a piece of property. And with his wife's full knowledge, he kept back part of the money for himself, brought, but brought the rest and put it at the apostles' feet. Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit? We can't lie to a thing, but we can lie to a person. So Holy Spirit is a person, somebody that we can offend, somebody that we can just push aside and ignore. And, and this message hit me because there's a lot of times that I have 
thought about the works of the Holy Spirit, but have denied the person of who Holy Spirit really is. Holy Spirit, and, I, and this message hit me first. I had to start, I mean, a lot of times we pray, you know, to, to the Father. We pray to Jesus, but how many of you, and let's see a show of hands, really take the time to pray to Holy Spirit? Praise God. Got two people in here. And I must be honest, I was one of them that did not. Taking the time to say, Holy Spirit, good morning, I thank you. I thank you for what you're going to do in my life today. Holy Spirit, I'm going to submit to you today. Holy Spirit, teach me, train me. What's on the training plan for today? What's on the agenda for today, Holy Spirit? Getting up in the morning and actually saying this is, I'm going to submit myself to him. So let's look at point number two. We said that Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead. And point number two, we're going to look at three characteristics of Holy Spirit's personality. He has a personality. You know, a lot of times we get frustrated with people because of their personality, because of what, who they are. Holy Spirit has a personality that we can learn to love. Let's look at um, number one. Holy Spirit is knowledgeable. He's, he has knowledge and his intellect. 1 Corinthians 2, 10 and 11. 1 Corinthians 2, 10 and 11 says, These are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. So in other words, it says the Holy Spirit is, go back to that verse, Holy Spirit is searching the deep things, he's intellectual, he's knowledgeable, he knows what God, he, 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 God is not saying, oh, you know, God spoke to me. No, he spoke to you through the Holy Spirit. He spoke to you through your spirit connecting with Holy Spirit. He's searching the very deep things of God. He's going in and saying, Father, what is it that you have for Wendy's life? What is it that you have for Pastor Robert? What is it that you want me to share with them on today? He's searching the very things, deep things. He has, he's knowledgeable of what the Father, and then he's intellectual. Let's look at the next verse. It says, for he knows a person's thoughts except who for who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the what? Spirit. The spirit of God. So no one knows the thoughts of God except Holy Spirit. God is speaking to Holy Spirit and saying, reveal this. Y'all ever uh, uh, read or read your Bible and um, all of a sudden, it seemed like you've read that scripture for years and years and years and years. And then all of a sudden, it's like just that word just jumps up off the page. Man, that's Holy Spirit literally bringing that word alive. He's saying, Phew. he breathes it into you to where it becomes different for you. It becomes life changing for you. You're like, wow, I can get with this. I understand this. Hallelujah. I got thrown off a little bit. I'm sorry, y'all. A little distracted. Um, the next one is, we talked about, we said the Holy Spirit is what? Knowledgeable and he's intellectual, okay? Number two is Holy Spirit has a will. The Holy Spirit has a will. Let's look at 1 Corinthians and, and see the will of Holy Spirit. 1 
It says, therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the spirit of God says, Jesus, be cursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So in other words, he has a will. He wills. It says, except by the Holy Spirit. So he has a, he can choose to do it or he can choose not to do it. Just like you have a will. You, you can choose to come to church on Sunday morning or you can choose to stay home. Thank God y'all came to it today on Mother's Day and looked at me and while I'm up here speaking, praise God for y'all. I appreciate you. You had a will. You exercised your will. Sometimes a lot, uh, uh, when a child doesn't want to do something, so what you want to do, you want to break, you want to break that child's will, right? You want to, you're going to do it. You know, what did I tell you to do? Didn't I tell you to go clean your room? I don't want to. Oh, yes, you are. And you pull that belt off. Well, you may not pull it off nowadays, but when I was growing up, you got the belt. My mama took the, my, my mother had a belt. That was the, that, that was a breaking of a wheel. She took, Lord knows, if we had a belt that did not have a buckle. It was just for us. And that was what you, that was the attitude adjusted. That was the will. I didn't will to do it, but she willed me to do it. Praise God. Some of y'all can identify with that. Y'all will get it when y'all leave here. Trust me. <laughs> You'll get it when you leave. But it says, Holy Spirit has a will. It says, okay, you know, go back to that verse, um, Brother Tom. Uh, 2 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 12 and 3. It says, except by the Holy Spirit, Jesus be cursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by Holy Spirit. So when you confessed the Lord Jesus Christ, he came into agreement with your will or you came into agreement with his will and you cried out said that Jesus is Lord Lord I, I'm submitting my will to Holy Spirit's will and I'm saying that Jesus is Lord over my life so let's look at the next one Holy Spirit has emotions and feelings it would be a shame if I walked around here and you'd be like um uh my, my godson here says, Auntie Wendy, I just, um, I just hurt my, my, my leg. And he's crying and he's hollering, he's screaming. And I'm like, oh, go sit down. You'll be all right. That you would say that I don't, I don't have any feelings, right? You would say that I'm not emotional or somebody, just, I, we just saw a, 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 a big catastrophe and I'm sitting here with a blank look on my face like, you know, oh, nothing is wrong. You would say that I don't have any emotions. You've ever seen anybody that just seemed like they don't, they don't care, they don't have any feelings about anything? I know I have. Let me just raise my hand. No emotions, just no, not, never smiling, never, never nothing. He's looking at me like, huh? <laughs> yeah. There's some people that are walking around in the world like that. But Holy Spirit has emotions. He has feelings. And I'm trying to get you to connect with the person of Holy Spirit. Let's look at... Um, let's look at uh, Ephesians 4 and 30. Talking about Holy Spirit's emotions and feelings. You don't see that one? Let me have my Bible, Pastor Robert. Ephesians 4 and 30 says... Ephesians 4 and 30... It says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit. 
of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. You can grieve him. You can, you can, you can upset him. Grieving him a lot of times. What do, what, what do we look at when we say we're grieving somebody? Somebody talk to me. You hurt them. That means that we can hurt Holy Spirit. We can offend him. Amen? Y'all tracking with me? Pastor Robert can grieve me. He can, he can hurt me. Holy Spirit, we can grieve him. It says, and do not, verse 30, it says, and do not grieve him. How do we grieve him? We grieve him by not submitting to him. We grieve him by excluding him and not acknowledging his presence in our life. We grieve him by, by, by him telling us to do something and we say, I'm not going to listen to you. Ignoring him. Do you want to be ignored? None of us wants to be ignored. And so we can grieve Holy Spirit. Let's look at... Um, Romans 15 and 30. It says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit to join me in my struggle by praying to God for me, dealing with his emotions and his feelings, the love of Holy Spirit. There's times that, you know, you just feel an overwhelming love for somebody. You don't even know why you love them. I know when I fell in love with Pastor Robert, it was like, oh, you know, at first I couldn't stand him, so I'm y'all didn't find that funny. But there was times I looked at Pastor Robert, see, and I, I, come on now, y'all, y'all who've been married before, sometimes y'all like, you, you ain't all of that. But I, I've looked at Pastor Robert, look, see, I get a witness over there. Anyway, I, I was like, I was so shielded and so guarded because of things that I had gone through in the past. I could not see the beauty in Pastor Robert. But it was one day I woke up and I was like, wow, I love this man. It was like, you know, when, 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 when God made Adam and Eve and, and, and Adam woke up and said, whoa, man. I woke up the same way with Pastor Robert. That was the Holy Spirit putting the love of God in my heart for Pastor Robert. So we look at it and, and the same thing that was Holy Spirit putting that in, in, in my heart. God will literally, Holy Spirit will come and put love in your heart for somebody. You will have a love for somebody that you don't even, that you like, I cannot stand. I'm tired of what they're doing for me. But you find yourself returning back and loving them. You find yourself continually doing for them. That is Holy Spirit's uh, uh, placing the love, his, God's love in your heart. So the person of the Holy Spirit will make you love the unlovable. The Holy Spirit as a person will make you see somebody different than what other people will see them as. Will make you treat them different than what other people will treat them as. So the Holy Spirit has feelings and it has emotions. Number three, and I'm, this is my last point. I told y'all I won't go. Y'all getting something out of this? Amen. Praise God. Number three, it says Holy Spirit's role. So let's look at. The Holy Spirit's role. This is where we're going to get into the personal trainer part. First of all, Holy Spirit lives with inside of us. He lives with inside of us. 
As I said before, there are times that we can grieve and offend the Holy Spirit when we recognize that he's not living inside of us. It's just like you living in a house with someone and you ignoring them. You're not paying any attention to them. You coming and going as you please and you don't recognize and they're over here saying, hey, I, I, you know, I want to talk. Hey, I, you know, can I have some time? But you're ignoring them. So we have to recognize that Holy Spirit lives within inside of us. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 3 and 16. It says, don't you know that you yourself are God's temple and that God's spirit, Holy Spirit, dwells with inside of you. He dwells in your midst. He dwells in your inner man. He's here. Point to yourself and say he's in here. He's in here. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 6 and 19. It says, do you not know that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit? He's not in this building, but he's in this building. He's in this temple of Holy Spirit. This is a temple that, that he has chosen. You cannot sit here and think that Holy Spirit is going to walk through here and that door opens up by itself. But, but God chose to place him inside of us because now we become the legal agents. We become the, the, the avenue that, that Holy Spirit and that God is able to operate through. We become the people that, that we can reach out and touch other people, but through uh, Holy Spirit working through us is what is how that is done. If a spirit walked up to you, Tau, and said, Ooh, Tau, go to the left, you're going to be like, Oh, you're going to run, you're going to scream. Am I right? But if I walk up to him and say, You know what, Tau, God is leading you this way, you're going to receive it better because you know that it is Holy Spirit moving through me. Join the praise and the worship. Brother Tom came with the prophetic word. Now, if y'all heard a loud voice, all of y'all would have been out of here doing praise and worship. But you stood here in the midst of the presence of God and allowed Tom, allowed the Holy Spirit to move through Tom and give a word that broke the atmosphere. Praise God. So know that Holy Spirit is within you and he wants to move through you. He wants to use you. He wants to use you to bless others. So we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And you're not going to, you ain't going to bring a joint or you're not going to bring alcohol into this physical temple. So therefore, when you think about it, what are you putting in your body? What are you listening to? What are you thinking about? What are you watching? Knowing that the Holy Spirit lives within you now, what is going on with you? This is not in my message, but a lot of times um, when we teach about Holy Spirit, we talk about the, the, the gates. We have the ear gates. We have the eye gates. We have the nose gate, the mouth gate. Um, how many did I hit? Ears? Yes. What do I mean? Your ears are a gate into your inner man. What you hear, what you listen to, it enters into here. Your mouth, what you say and what you allow to come out is part of here. What you look at. You know, um, I, I was a fan of watching a TV show, and I was watching it faithfully every week. 
And Holy Spirit, check me. That thing kind of hit me and I had to stop watching it because it was coming in through my eye gates. What are you, what are you looking at before you go to bed? What are you listening to before you go to bed? Because that gets into your spirit. Think about it. A lot of us have Snapchat. Let me look through the timeline. A lot of us have Instagram, Facebook. You can sit on Facebook for a whole hour, and I'm guilty. I went up there to look for an email and, and went to Facebook first. I had to put Facebook on a whole nother screen because it, as long as it was on my landing screen, I would find myself. I said, the devil is a lie. I rebuke this right now in the name of Jesus because I, I was getting caught up in it. What was I seeing? So your eye gates. Then you have your nose gate. What are you smelling? It all gets into here. So we have the five gates. It gets into your inner man, into your spirit man. So we have to be careful what we're allowing ourselves to hear, what we're allowing ourselves to see, what we're allowing ourselves to smell, who we're allowing ourselves to be inside. Because whether we realize it or not, it is it's impacting our temple and who lives within our temple. Holy Spirit. Amen. Holy Spirit lives within our temple. So uh, let's look at uh, Ephesians, uh, uh, excuse me, Acts 2 and 4. Holy Spirit, he not only lives within us, but he empowers us. He, he gives us the ability to walk this walk. He says that they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to talk to other, uh, began to talk in other languages as the Spirit enabled them, as he empowered them, as he gave them strength to do. He gave them strength to speak. Holy Spirit will give you the power and the ability to do what God has called for you to do. On Thursday, Bishop Hardy came here and he talked about fulfilling your purpose. Holy Spirit will give you the power and the ability to fulfill your purpose in this earth. Every last person in here has a purpose to fulfill. Your purpose may not be my purpose. My purpose may not be your purpose. But guess what? Holy Spirit will give you the power to do just what you need to do. I can't sing like Kathy. But God has blessed her and empowered her to sing the way that she sings. He blessed her to play the keyboard. But he has blessed me and empowered me to be able to play the keyboard. The thing is that Holy Spirit will empower you and give you the ability and the strength to do exactly what it is that he has called for you to do. Amen. He's your personal trainer. Amen. He's going to give you the dumbbells and the weights to be able to get in shape. I don't need a five pound dumbbell. I probably need a two. But Miss Kathy probably can lift a 10. But so her trainer knows that she can lift that dumbbell. My trainer knows that I'm going to put it down after one rep. I ain't going to be able to handle it. So he's going to empower us to do what needs to be done. Ephesians 3 and 16 says that I pray that out of the glorious riches that he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in his what? In your, in your what? In your inner being. He's going to strengthen and empower you. Not only does he empowers us, but he sanctifies us. What does sanctify mean? 
Sanctified means that he is going to set us apart. He's setting us apart. I always knew that growing up, I just didn't fit in with the rest of the folks. I just knew it. I mean, I would try to go and, and be and I, you know, be this and, and do this. And my, my sister was the limelight of the party. And I tried to go and do what she did, but I just did not fit in. Because I knew at a young age that he had set me apart for his purpose. I used to go outside days and just lay out on the grass and look up and I would talk to God. I think I was maybe 10 or 11 years old and I did that for years, just laying out on the grass, looking up at the beautiful sky and stuff and saying, you know what, God, I know you're up there. And I would start looking at the, the clouds and saying, Lord, you know, oh, you know, this is wonderful. This is great. But at that young age, God was setting me apart and it was through the Holy Spirit working. I didn't know anything about the Holy Spirit but at that particular time the Holy Spirit was setting me apart he has set you apart by the mere fact that you are in this building means that you are not like the rest of the world means that God has placed something specific and so unique inside of you that he says oh sister Rose I'm calling you out I can't let you stay over here and stay connected with these people oh thank you Holy Spirit there are times that we try to stay connected to people and God is trying to get us away from them because he's trying to pull you away because he has a specific purpose for you he has a specific destiny for you and as long as you stay connected over here you're never going to get to your purpose over there right. Holy Spirit saying let me set you apart so he sanctifies us look at let's look at 2nd Thessalonians 2 and 13 Second Thessalonians says, brothers and sisters, we should always thank God for you. The Lord loves you. God chose you, chose you from the beginning. And he wanted you to be saved. Salvation comes through the work of the Holy Spirit. He makes people holy. It's not me preaching this word to you. It's not me telling you what you should do, but it's the Holy Spirit working through you that makes you holy. Stop trying to save people. Let the Holy Spirit do the work. Let Holy Spirit work. You got a problem with somebody? Sick Holy Spirit on them. Say, Holy Spirit, he's yours. She's yours. I give them to you. I surrender this to you. It says that he makes people holy. Not a long dress, not earrings, not wearing makeup, but it's Holy Spirit that will make people holy. We want to judge people. We want to sit there and say what holiness should look like. You don't know what's in that person's heart. Oh, I done got off on somewhere. Sorry. There are times that we want to sit and say what a person should be doing. No, you, you stay in your lane. Ask your personal trainer, what should I be doing? Let their personal trainer attend to them. Amen. Praise God. He's our guide. John 16 and 13. You need some guidance. You, you got some decisions that you need to make. It says, but when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. 
He's not going to guide you in a lie. He's not going to guide you based upon the fact of what they what he thinks that that you he should be doing or what you should be doing. The thing is, and sometimes people can come to us for advice or people can come to us. And a lot of times and I'm, I've been guilty. I'm not I'm going to put myself in it. I tell them what I feel like they should be doing sometimes. Anybody been there? We tell them what we feel like that they should be doing and try to guide them. And sometimes, we, anybody ever been told a lie and you moved out based upon a lie? Holy Spirit will not lie to you. He said that he will guide you based upon what? What is the truth? The word of God is the truth. He's going to guide us according to the word. So whatever you do, whatever Holy Spirit leads you to do, you can find the foundation in the word of God. You may not know it, but Holy Spirit, I'm following you. I, I submit to you. And because I submit to you, I know that you are leading me into all truth. Praise God. Um, Romans 8 and 14. Those who are led by the spirit of God are children of God. So if you are being led by something that you ate wrong at night, don't eat it no more. You get up and say, oh, I had a vision at night. You know, oh, go out here and do And you ate something at night that you shouldn't have ate. I see sister over there saying that's true. <laughs> I done been there. It's like when Holy Spirit leads you, take the time. Say, you know what, Holy Spirit, you know, I, I'm submitting to you. And sometimes it means just to wait. You know, uh, uh, a lot of times we want confirmation. Oh, Lord, I want to make sure this is you. God told you to do it about a year ago. And you're still waiting for confirmation. When are you going to do it? All hell breaking loose in your life is because you didn't follow the voice of the Holy Spirit. You didn't say Holy Spirit told you to walk through that door. He can't open it no more for you. He can't do it no more. I think about the things that have happened in our life, in my life. My, a lot of things have happened in my life, and it's like I stepped right on through it. I didn't have to open up a door. I said, you know, Holy Spirit, show me what I need to do. Something as simple as, as when I was going to college and getting my college degree and, and um, working full time, there was times that I did not know what to do. But I would sit there after I got off work and I said, Holy Spirit, show me how to do this. I did not like accounting. Accounting was just like my worst and I didn't have a tutor for accounting. But I tell you what, I would sit there and ask, Holy, show me, show me how this works. And I'm going to tell you, he would give me the knowledge. He would guide me in what to do. And I would end up with an A on a project and I'd be like, whoa, you bad. <laughs> Y'all, anybody ever been there? Like, whoa, you, you're a bad brother. And I, I'd sit back and I would be so happy. And then I would just give God praise. Something as simple as one day, um, and I think I told y'all this, I was, I was kind of disturbed about something. And I said, you know what? I said, Holy Spirit, you know what needs to be done. The Father is speaking to you. I submit to you. You work it out. And before I, I think about five minutes after I had prayed that prayer, I get a phone call. 
And it was like, just what I had prayed for, it was moved just like that. So he will guide you. He will show you what to do. He will tell you when to shut your mouth. He will tell you when to speak. Yes, he will. He'll tell you when to move. He'll tell you. He will guide you. But you have to be submissive to his guidance. And I'm almost done. He's our counselor. Let's look and teacher. John 14 and 26. John 14 and 26 says, but the father will send the friend in my name is send Holy Spirit to help you. The friend is the Holy Spirit. He will teach you all things. He will teach you what? Some things. He will teach you just a little bit. He will teach us all things. And then lastly, he's there for us in times of weakness. Romans 8 and 26. Romans 8 and 26 says in the same way the Holy Spirit when we are weak. Anybody ever been weak in here? Anybody in here ever been like, Lord, I just give up. I don't know what else to do. He says that he will help us in our times of weakness. There's times that we don't know what we should pray for. But Holy Spirit will come in and give us the words to pray. Holy Spirit will come in. Sometimes we want to pray fire and brimstone down on somebody. And we're trying to say, Lord, bless them. We want to say, Kurt, bless them. We're getting the words, but the Holy Spirit will turn that thing around. He tells us what to pray, but it says the Spirit himself pray for us. There are times that we don't even know what to pray, but we can cry out and say, oh, God, move. Oh, Lord, we can cry our innermost cry, and Holy Spirit takes that all, and he takes it to the Father, and he is crying out to us and saying, Wendy is down there calling on you. Wendy is down there believing on you. Wendy is down there submitting herself to you. Father, you got to move on her behalf. Father, you got to pick her up. Lord, she's hurting right now. Lord, she doesn't understand what to do. Sometimes he will take our moans and our groans, and he will take them to the Father, and he will turn them into words that we would not even know how to say. Our personal trainer. Our personal trainer. Our personal trainer. How many of you want to submit to the personal trainer on today? How many of you want to say, God, get me in shape. Lord, walk on me. Lord, I'm submitting to what you want to do in my life. Fix me up, God. Hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You want to submit to the trainer on today? You want to submit to the trainer? You want the trainer to get you in shape? Let's just bow our heads right now. How many, how many of you are saying, I need to get in shape? I need to get in shape. I'm out of shape. I'm out of shape spiritually. I'm out of shape spiritually. I don't love you, Father, like I used to love you. There's times that I just do my own thing. I'm out of shape. I got some things that's going on in my life that I'm doing that I know that you're not pleased with. I'm out of shape. I'm thinking some thoughts that I know, Father, that are not yours. I'm out of shape. I'm listening to some things and hanging around some people that I know that I should not be hanging around. They're impacting me. They're affecting 
affecting my life. They're affecting my walk. That which I would do, I do not. But that which I don't want to do, I end up finding myself doing it. Father, I'm out of shape. I'm in love today and I'm out of love tomorrow. I'm out of shape. Hallelujah. Doesn't seem like sometimes when I, when I get down in my prayer room, when I get down to speak to you, my mind is wandering. I'm thinking about other things. Father, I'm out of shape. And I need to submit to the personal trainer. <laughs> 